What's up, y'all? This is another episode of D-Lo Speaks, and I'll have another guest podcaster on this episode. His name, um, well, his podcast name is Kimi's Tea of the Day, K-E-E-M-Y, apostrophe S, Tea of the Day. And y'all should definitely go and check him out, but this will be episode 11 of D-Lo Speaks. And guess what? Today is my birthday. So I'm going to give y'all a good show because I'm in a good mood. But I want to thank y'all for tuning in. I feel like it was everything. It was definitely what we needed. She felt happy she's not overthinking things like she's been saying lately like how like her freestyles basically get more traction and stuff that she does right so I'm, I'm happy for her like she did what she needed to do she bodied it and it's definitely one of her best versions that she's done and, she, and the confidence she, that she has in it it's like no other gotcha yeah i pretty much <laughs> felt the same way um I felt like she had, you know, got to the point where it was just like, okay, you know, y'all want the old me back? All right, I'm going to give it to you. Which, me personally, I felt like it never left. I just think that she just matured um, with her lyrics and, you know, with different things. So, of course, as time grew and you grow within, you know, being an artist, of course, certain things you're not going to go back to. But I felt like... You know, she just was like, all right, let me step back in this bag because I'm in a good space right now. I'm feeling good, you know, so this is what I'm going to do. And people, seem, they seem to like it. They seem to like it, so that's a plus. Absolutely. That's because she definitely needs the GP. Say that to again. Be like, she definitely needs the GP to be back in her corner. Which I hey. feel like they still going to be fake with it anyway, but... It's going to be fake, but I feel like people are now realizing, like, we we given, you know, these people all of this shit for what? Right. That's not what hip-hop is. Like, yeah, we might not like her, but she's, she's hip-hop. Right. Like, she, like, she's about her business, and she's going down regardless of what you like her or not as one of the greatest. That's true. Doing. That's definitely true. Um, well, since we still on the subject about Nikki, um, with T.I. making this whole trap house thing, hmm. what's your views on that? Well, I've seen the picture, and then I've actually seen him explain it, per se. Mm-hmm. And then the explanation was kind of, you'll be mad if I didn't put her in it, or you'll be mad if I didn't add a female together, because he wasn't going to add a female at all. Mm-hmm. There's not that many females that actually is trapped, so I definitely get that. But it's the whole aspect of you not sharing a a, a fucking crown or a throne with no nigga. So why does she have to share someone who just came in the game? Right. That you just giving that y'all just giving this shit to for no fucking for no line or nothing. But then when you actually look at the picture. It's like you have two pictures of Cardi, but you have a big picture of Nikki, and then you have words on the wall, meaning that she writes her shit. 
So then you, you got to look at it as that. Like, okay, like, we're giving it to her because she's the queen, but then you're giving it to the new girl because she, she, she has this buzz that we can't deny that that's there, whether it's, it's for good reasons or not, but Cardi's here. Right. But Nikki should never share a throne with no one. And that's Three. what I, w- I would rather her, I would rather him not even have put it at all mm-hmm. than to have done that. Right. Just be thankful to me. Um, when I saw it, first of all, I was confused because I didn't understand why people was mad. And the only reason why I say I didn't understand why people was mad because like there was no words or anything to explain why people were so furious with the picture. But then I actually looked at it and I was like, oh, they mad because of that. And I was like, well, I understand why they mad because like you said, why do they have to share the throne? Which they've always been trying to put it where females had to share the throne. Right. And I think that it's kind of corny to the fact that, you know, like you said, the males don't share the throne. I was watching a video yesterday with um, Roxanne Shanti, and she basically was letting Sway, I think it was Sway, either Sway or Vlad, one of two, but she was basically letting them know, like, this whole female rapper um, title didn't come around until she lost um, a battle rap she was doing. And you know, so if you was watching, if you watched the series or the movie on Netflix with her, then um, yeah, yeah, you know, I think they mentioned it in it, but you know, the um guy asked what number because she was getting nines all day, so what number would she um have to get in order to lose? And he basically made her get a number two. If she got a two, she would have lost. So he gave her a two. And his reason for doing that was because at the time she was only like 14 or 15. She had done bodied everybody in the battle rap tournament and she was at the last person. And if she had won the industry, you know, they wouldn't have taken her serious because one, she was young and right. these labels and different things wouldn't want to do nothing with her. So he said that's why he made her loss at the beginning. And that's when people would come up to her and say, hey, you know, you still the best female rapper, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that term came around in the 80s or whatever. And at, to move up to 2019 and for T.I. to make this whole picture and them sharing the throne and, you know, got them listed as female rappers, I felt like he should have kind of went into it with the mindset of just rappers in general. Um, whether they're actual rappers or entertainers. I mean, I get that he called it the trap house, but mm-hmm. Cardi and Nicki are in two separate lanes. So Completely. they should have had their own throne if he wanted but to then... put it that way. Or either way it go, if he didn't have put Cardi or Nicki on there or no females at all, I feel like it wouldn't even been a problem. Like, people probably would have talked about it and be like, oh, why no females is up there? But I don't think that it would have made it a big deal. But he kind of, you know, made it that because he put them on the same throne and, you know, with the... how many pictures he put up with Cardi or how much he put... I didn't even look at that because I didn't think that really mattered. I think the whole big issue was why do they have to share thrones? But you got men 
in this same trap house who isn't sharing the throne with other people and I think that was just a big um you know idea of it I didn't even know that he gave a response you know for people being upset about it like I think it was on Instagram where he actually posted it or whatever when he was birthing quote unquote wife tiny Mm -hmm. but like you shouldn't have to share anything and to me, like, T.I. was never on the throne to begin with, so I, I'm confused why he making a trap house. Like, yeah, that's that's the sound, and that's from the South. Mm-hmm. So for you to make a trap house like, um, expose, per se, mm-hmm. you have to have trap house people. And Cardi's not trapped. Nikki did a trap song, which was B's in a trap, but that was it, so she's not trapped either. So I, when I'm not, I don't think the general public would have been mad if there was no females. Right. And it's like, you have to acknowledge the female presence in hip-hop, especially now, because it's so present. Right. Definitely agree. Yeah, I think, but it died down really quick, which I thought was... Oh, uh, Roxanne's on tight. I don't know if it's on the body, everyone. Like, female's on the body, but they don't get the same thing as her. It yeah. will never be what that on the same level with the sad. Yeah. I mean, they got that mindset that our all female can't do this or that. Females is bodying with it and that's why a lot of male men don't want females on the track. Right. That's why. Right. Yeah. 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 So what you think about Chance's album, The Big Day? Hold on. Uh... Chance's album was good. It was definitely something I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. But I actually, I enjoyed it. Cause I never, I never pay attention to students at all. Mm-hmm. Just to keep it a buck. I never listen to the coloring book or the other one. Put out the other like that you put out. Mm-hmm. But I actually enjoyed it. Like, I, will, like, I will listen to something from the nineties. I loved, and I loved that he was not like every other rapper. Mm-hmm. Like he actually had a message. He showed how happy he was. Like men don't show how happy. You keep sounding like right. you're going in. Beautiful to see. Yeah, you keep sounding like you're going in and out, or like far away. My half on the Yeah. Okay. My husband, you better now. It never goes off when I'm doing it by myself, but for whatever reason, I guess now it's doing that. I don't know. Mm, okay. I can hear you a little bit better now. Um. Okay. But yeah, I, I kind of have the same views. Like, I didn't. Um. I heard a couple of songs like from his earlier mixtape. Um. But I haven't actually sat fully listening to um listen right. to it. Um, the coloring book, loved it from start to finish. I was listening to it the other day, but um, you know when this album dropped, 
I I kind of had that feeling that Nikki was going to be on this album, and what happened? I was on Instagram and I saw that Chance had commented on one of her pictures, mm-hmm. and when I saw that, I was like, hmm, "That's unusual." But you know, I I was thinking about it, but I you know didn't think on it heavy. So then, right. um, one of my mutuals was on twitter and she pretty much was like i feel like chance didn't drop that album last night because nikki is on it and i commented and was like you know i kind of feel the same way because i saw that he commented on one of her pictures and then the minute we finished talking about that like five minutes later that's when nikki made the tweet and was like she was on the two singles or what or you know the two songs on the album and then that's when he dropped it and i was like yo that's so crazy but even then that day i didn't even have the chance to actually sit down and process the whole album so then um yesterday well last night i was listening to it i listened to it um from start to finish again and i like the direction that he took i like how he pretty much explained like the different processes he went through with you know being um single and his wife you know putting him on like this whole relationship type punishment you know different things like that but i like how you know took the direction of it a lot of people didn't really i don't think that they really understood the direction that he was taking with it because and how honest he was huh and how honest he was yeah and i don't think they really appreciated that they was expecting him to be on this whole hype trap wave and no chance not even that type of artist number one and two with i didn't even know that he had people who didn't really like him like i didn't really start seeing the hate tweets or you know people disliking him as an artist until yesterday and today and i was like dang these much people like really didn't like chance i thought it was kind of corny but but then you know how the world that's like when you hot, you hot, and when you not, you not. Right. Quote unquote, the general public. Like, if they can't bump to it, or they're not in that lifestyle, or they're not living your life, and they're not feeling the feelings that you're putting out, they're not gonna like it because they don't understand it. Right. That's why they're like a lot of R&B people or people who have who's always sad, who makes that sad music, never to be happy because they feel like it's not gonna be good. No, like Chance is happy. He's in love. He dealt with what he dealt with with his wife, and that made them even more stronger than what. That's why they are where they are. Exactly. And like I get it completely. Like it's a whole mood. Like the way it's it's beautifully written mm. and it's beautifully produced. Right. Which I was I was kind of surprised with. I'm not even gonna front. Like just the way it really flowed. Like it told the story. Like to me, he's he's more of a, a storyteller than a rapper. Right. Yeah, I definitely got that same vibe. I can't even sit and like actually list a top five because like it's multiple songs on this album that I really like. But the ones that stood out the most, of course, the first track did. Um, that one stood out the most to me. All day long. Huh. All day long. I think that was. I think that's the name of it. It pretty much, you know, it set the tone for the album. So I, I really like that. Um, and then moving along, going down, I don't know him um, by name, but the one with um, the baby, I think it was called 
uh, something shower, hot shower, or big shower, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But, I didn't feel that. Like yeah, I, I get, like I listened to it a few times, and I just I just can't get into it. Yeah. Like I like, I guess what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was executed the way it needed to be executed. Right. Like, but like out of the whole album, I think like that's my least favorite. Okay. I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. I might have a least favorite, but I. I don't think I actually got to that point yet because you know I'm still processing the fact of how good I felt like the album was. Um, I definitely had liked the um that one with the baby and all because I think it was something about. I think it was the way that they came in on the track, or maybe a hook or something that like threw me in. So I was like, yeah, I like this because it's catchy. Um, right. I like, uh, I definitely like the one with um, Invo and Ari Lennox. Like, that's my yeah. song right there. Like, I, I caught on to the hook the first day. Like, I knew the words. Because with me, like, because I sing a lot, like, it's easier for me to pick up on actual singing songs than it is rapping songs. But right. I definitely like that one because I think that it was kind of dope that Invo was, like, trying to make this comeback which people, you know, really wasn't rocking with it because of this generation, they're not as mature, so they don't look for that. And then they didn't grow up in that time, so that's understandable. But I definitely like that one. Um, I like Handsome with um, Megan Thee Stallion. I wasn't even nah. expecting her to be on that song. But well, that she did that. pretty good. I think she did good. Um, I like that one. I definitely like um, The Big Day. I like that one a lot. Um, I like Eternal. That one was mm-hmm. good. Um, definitely like Slide Around and Zanies and Fools. Like, Slide Around is a whole vibe. It I, is. When I listen to it, when I listen to Slide, I listen to Slide Around first. Then I listen to Zanies and Fools. Now, Zanies and Fools, that like that's straight hip-hop. Like, straight lyrical everything like they they delivered on that track but for and i love that track a lot but for some reason i guess sonically and more mainstream wise i feel like sliding around is you know the better choice um even though they didn't deliver like how they did on zanies and fools but i think sliding around is a more you know laid back i'm riding in the car with the windows crack you know you know riding on the night you know you just but that song is really good. I, I like it. I definitely like it. For some reason, I like They Need the Fools more. Right. I feel like because it's the whole essence of hip hop, it's the whole essence of storytelling, it's the whole essence of like really getting your bag and really just telling a story. Right. And we tend to forget how clever Nicki Minaj is in telling mm-hmm. stories. Because she might not do it every single, but when she gets in that bag that she has, she delivers. Right. But people forget, like, she, she's the fucking go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But Slotterbond, that's a whole move. Like, it's just everything. Like, the bait, like, Little Dirk was perfect on it. Chance wrapped his eyes up on it. Nikki was perfect on it. Like, that was just a whole vibe. And it's a whole moment. Like, I wasn't fully aware like I always wanted them to work together I just didn't know when that was gonna happen right 
that's how I was. That's definitely how I was. Because I wanted them to work together, like, last year. And I was hoping that they would. And then all of a sudden when he, you know, when she said that she was on his album, I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm getting it now. And it seemed like I just asked about this like a couple of days ago, but I knew it was last year when I asked. Or, right. you know, been like, man, I really want them to work on that. Um, you know, work together, whether it's just a single or whatever the case is. But I was glad that she was on this album and I was glad that people was actually, you know, supporting him. But the specific tweet that I ran across dude was like I don't understand what people see in Chance because she, he was like who is his target audience and then you know a bunch of people in the comments was just like some of them was agreeing with him and some of them was just like um, Chance is the type to reach these certain people or reach these certain people they was like trying to be funny and then one dude was like basically Chance is the type of artist who's for everybody and he does like certain songs it's like on a conscious level where it's kind of like empowering or you know some of it he might do trap you know you just you just never know but he's pretty much versatile or whatever and one guy pretty much explained what I said earlier when I was speaking on the direction of his album and um but i noticed that the ones that actually had answers for him he wasn't responding to them but he was responding to the people who was trying to be funny and i was just like wow like i never thought that chance had you know hate because where was this hate when he dropped the coloring book nobody had hate towards him if anything they were comparing the coloring book to drake um album and they felt like the coloring book was way better than Drake and they been clowning Drake while um, Chance was doing real good so I was just like wow this fake hate just came out the middle of nowhere but you know what it is what it is cause they gonna continue to talk and I'ma just sit back and watch it all happen you know what they'll be right back on his side exactly it was very pointless but yeah, I think it was an overall good album. Um, like he has a lot of bops. He has a lot of um, playback value. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm, not, I'm gonna continue every day type thing because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, a whole fan of hip hop or rap or especially man rap or whatever. But I actually enjoy this album. So right. there's definitely some tracks that I enjoy that I would definitely listen to. Right. Um, like, fools was everything. And definitely. I got you. Ari, that was everything. Like, that brought you back to the night. Like, I think that's what he was trying to do. Hold on, you sound far away again. It's not current. I'm going to let you listen how happy I am. I'm going to let you listen to what I grew up listening to. Right. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe I got off of that song. The role featuring his brother was, that was dope too. 
Which one? Raw. With featuring Taylor Bennett. You know what? I heard the person on there and I did not know who it, who it was, but I like that song a lot too. Handsome, Meg killed it. Yeah, she did. Big Fish, Gucci, he did his thing, and and not for nothing, like Chance is a rapper, like well, after that, forget like he's a, he's a, like he's not a rapper, he's a rapper. He's a rapper, yeah. rapping is also on his album. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely I like Big Fish too. That one was um catchy to me as well. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it Ball definitely the had... Huh? Ballin' and Flossin' with freaking John Mendes? That was a whole vibe by I think... I want to say... I don't know if I really felt that one. Like, I was listening to it, and as I was hearing it, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I quite fully like this one yet, but I would just have to, you know, keep listening, because eventually a song is going to grow on you. But um, I think that's what's going to happen with that one because, like you said, it does have um, replay value. Um, And I'll probably listen to this album for a good minute, just like how I did the coloring book. And before I know it, all the songs (laughs) going to be in my top three. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's going to be there. But yeah, I think overall it was a great album. And definitely great. Did you get a chance to um to hear Fendi and Dev part on Queen Radio? I actually that last night. So what you thought about it? I felt like Fendi was still not trying to be a hundred percent honest mm-hmm. And like you had to cut that shit like, no, sweetheart, you on Queen Radio, you, you about to be honest. Mm-hmm. I ain't big for you to not the whole truth. Right. And I love the third place where they can actually talk in a good community. Mm. And I also love that he knew he was not trying to tell the truth. But he right. still ended up telling you because this is the first thing. She's never given to you to the fact where she never gave you credit for what you've done in Right. And the whole depth thing, that was a whole case. Like, she was like, that's all It's the whole fact of like, and then the whole aspect when she got dropped, or the people couple overlooking her and she started crying and they were like, "Look who the fuck you are," type thing. Like right. that was a good one. Like, Dev is a real one. She's always been a real one. She's always been cutthroat. Mm-hmm. That's what artists need. They're not right. gonna baby you. They're not gonna coddle you. They're not gonna do this out of turn. But when she listened to her, she was like, "Oh, she's a beast." I, I need I need to meet her. Right. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think that it was kind of, I think, like you said, Fendi was still being fake about it. Um, I think he... I want to say fully fake. I don't think that he still wanted to have his cake, per se. Yeah, that too, but I don't know. Fendi, I just don't like Fendi. Fendi put Uh bad taste in my mouth ever since that situation because it was just like... You could tell he was being self-centered. He wanted, a, like, he wanted some type recognition for everything, and and he made it seem like Nikki never like appreciated him or she didn't right. try to like give him credit for stuff. And he know that she did, but because him and Kim at the time was just like in their feelings about a whole bunch of stuff that they felt like Nikki didn't do to them correctly or whatever the case is they just felt the need that they had to like you know do her kind of grimy and I didn't like that and at that moment you know I, I, I was kind of happy that they was at this position where they could actually speak on it now but I still feel like Fendi wasn't trying to be 100% honest and he wanted to keep it you know in the light or the way that he saw it he didn't want to understand it from Nikki's um, perspective and mm-hmm when she called Deb and Deb you know got on the phone and kept it above then Fendi you know he kept quiet and was like oh no it ain't no beef with Be- um, Deb I ain't got no problem with her yeah but you know her and Nikki is telling the truth so stop 10 years now 10 years later or 11 years later however you want to look at it you still sitting here on this same story you was on in freaking 2011 2012 you need to let that go and like just be honest about everything and i thought it was kind of funny how and i already knew that it was going to happen i knew where deb was going to go with this whole conversation And, and when she mentioned about the whole homage thing i knew she was about to go in but Nikki didn't want but to I'm go that route. But I'm happy she route. did it. Right. She I, didn't I'm, I'm happy she it up, though. Because right. it needed to be right. But see, this thing, right. Deb was bringing that up for years. Like, right. even on little because interviews she, that she was doing. But I felt like Nikki didn't want that at that, you know, exact moment. I, because I, I, that's not why she called her. And, but, I mean, you know, she slipped it in there. And it, it needed to be heard, like you said. But... I'm glad that Nikki cut it off because the blogs that would have been another I quit me. Yeah, and that beef would have it, it would have escalated again because you know Kim kind of get excitement out of this and she feel like mm-hmm. you know that somebody is always after her but Nikki Ben did they little situation Kim still hold this bitterness toward her and even other people other than Deb was coming out their mouth saying how Kim was like on this bitter streak and didn't want to put Nikki on when she first came out and all this other stuff. And I just found exactly. it funny that people is trying to put this on Nikki. No, it's, it's Kim. Like, we not saying that Nikki an angel and that she never took shots at Kim or, you know, but she did what she had to do. She defended herself. So, in some light, they, they both have wrongs, but at the end of the day, majority is on Kim. Exactly. It's definitely funny how everyone wants it to be Nikki has to show props or Nikki has to bring bring the other the next girl up and the third, but they never put that pressure on Kim. Kim may have to bring the one up. 
Kimmy has to date no female out. She would be for with every female in the game. Mm-hmm. But the general public seems to understand or try so to realize that that happened. Because it happened. Right. And he said it happened. She got in it with the brat. She got in it with Foxy. She got in it with Eve. She mm-hmm. got in it with Nikki. Like, you come on. Yep. Really. But yet you still ain't put out. Yet you still ain't put out no music. You still not on right. the Billboard. <laughs> like, let your music speak for itself. And the music that you put out was garbage, or it was coming after Nikki. Mm-hmm. But you're not putting out music that you that you actually love and you actually feel for, so you can actually present it to the world the way it needs to be presented. Right. Minus the auto tone, because you're dope. You are a rapper. You are a lyricist. We can't take that away from you, but this whole auto tune shit is garbage. I so, agree. what the fuck do you want? <laughs> and do what the fuck you need to do? Rap. You are a rapper, quote unquote, whether you vote your shit or not, or whether Biggie votes your shit. I really don't know. But let, let's get to some things. <clears throat> do you feel like rappers need to write their stuff? Or do you think it's okay for them to get it handwritten for them? Negative. Um, they're supposed to write their stuff. That's what proves whether they're a rapper or not. It's, def- it's totally different from being a singer. And I'm glad that you brought that question up because we could just basically speak on the whole female rap unity and the state of R&B, which, is, which could be a part of this, you know, this question that you asked me. Um, but, you know, rappers is supposed to write their own stuff. You have it's certain rappers who who either write in spit or they just freestyle. Prime example, Lil Wayne. He freestyles pretty much everything. He's been freestyling and we saw it firsthand on Nikki Come Up DVD when they did um uh was it Young Money Ballers and um Higher Than a Kite. He was freestyling. Right. He didn't write anything. He freestyled it, but he's still a rapper because nobody was standing there in his ear telling him what to say next. Um, Roxanne Shantae, let's go back to the 80s. She was freestyling stuff too. She didn't get, you know, anything written for her. So, well, I think it was one thing. It was a dude who would um, diss her or something, but some she did mention in an interview that one person wrote a song and told her she could use it as a response back to the dude but anything of hers like when it came to albums or um you know just her off the top battle rap and all that stuff all that was her um who else like queen latifah and all of them you never heard anything about anybody writing for them and Not at all. they had, even though people felt like sometimes women were getting stuff written for them back then because they felt like in order for them to pop, they needed to be a, around men. And when they, when these women proved their point that they didn't need the men to write stuff for them, then, you know, it kind of died down. But then all of a sudden when Nikki came in the game, man, and just to make one thing clear, out of all of this stuff that they're saying about women and getting men to write stuff for them, you never heard, well, at least I know I didn't, but you never heard nobody say somebody wrote for Trina. All these years, she done been in the game. Um, exactly. Diamond and Princess from Crime Mob. You never heard the guys writing for them on Crime Mob. You never heard somebody say, oh, dude, write that for her and she spit it. 
you never heard that. And like, you never heard like people saying, oh, somebody wrote for Nas or somebody wrote for freaking Tupac or Jay-Z, Biggie. Like you never heard that. I heard that someone wrote for Nas and Jay-Z. <clears throat> I don't think it's accurate. I don't buy it. I need receipts. Exactly. But I didn't do that. And see, the thing is, nobody, like, these people, they say that for Jay-Z and Nas, but where's the reference tracks? Like, right. who are they writers? Say who their writers are, and then I'll go with it and do my research. But other than that, I have not heard anything. Roxanne Shantae was the one who discovered Nas, and he basically got on because he was actually spitting. They respected what he wrote. And him and Jay-Z, they was on their whole God flow back in the 90s. Like, people wasn't really listening. And at the age that we are now, if you go back and you listen, you be like, dang, like, this is what it would be honest to be, and this is what I wanted to be. But now, these little young people done come in the game, switching everything, and Cardi and Young Miami is the main two that I'm gonna put at the top to blame, because they feel as though right, not writing your raps it's okay because they feel as though some of your favorite rappers get somebody to write for them. No, y'all seeing that being rumored throughout y'all little fan base. So, of course, y'all gonna go with that statement. And I blame Safari, too, because he made that whole lie up about him writing for Nikki, knowing dang well he did not write for her. Because if you wrote for her, why your music ain't pop? <laughs> and then when Meek did the whole thing and got mad with Drake and said that um, dude wrote for Drake and everybody was like they was quick to find who, who wrote for Drake or who helped out with Drake and even in the song the dude that had um, helped Drake write he made a song and basically like made it in the light of like Drake hit him up it wasn't like well how I took it and I might have misunderstood it but I felt like what Quentin was saying was basically Drake hit him up. They both wrote the songs. It wasn't 100% Quentin. They both wrote the songs. And that's how it went. I, I'm going to go back and listen to the song, you know, fully just to get it again. But that's how I took it when I first heard the song. So as a rapper, you definitely have to write your raps um, in order to be considered a rapper. Singing is completely different because your vocals is what brings out your talent. So it's like, I don't understand how people think that it's okay when you're a rapper, you don't have to write your raps, but they be quick to bring a, a singer into the same category as a rapper. You can't do that because it's totally different. It's totally different. So what you think about it? Um, I don't know what's going on with this. Um, basically singing, they have to make the song come alive, right? That's their, that's their amount. Right. Their vocals is, is their everything. But for rappers, you have to rap. You have to write. Even if you're not the best writer, you have to continue to write to push your pen to make yourself better. For right. singers, you have to keep on practicing your vocals to make your vocals better. And when you don't, then you're a lazy vocalist. And if you don't, then you're a lazy writer. 
or you're, or you're a lazy rapper. But for Cardi and, and all the new people who want to have ghostwriters and make it okay, make it a thing, like you're not respecting rap. You're not respecting the artistry. You're not even respect, you're not even respecting yourself. Right. See? Yeah, I got to unwritten for me. I definitely agree. That's why, and I find it funny that anytime we have this topic, when it comes to rappers writing for themselves, everybody always bring up Beyonce and somebody writing for her. But I don't understand how they could bring Beyonce up in this, like in this matter. But it's so many other singers out there who getting who got songs written for them. Like, for an example, with the whole situation was going on with Chris Brown and Rihanna back in the day, and Neo wrote the song Disturbia, and it was for Chris Brown, but he gave it to Rihanna. Um, I want to say Neo wrote Take a Bow, too. I can't remember, but, you know, all these singers have gotten songs written for them. That's nothing new. Legends was getting songs written for them. Kelly um, Kelly Price wrote songs for Whitney Houston. So I, I really don't understand how people could even try to make singers and rappers somebody writing for them similar when it's completely different. Your vocals as a singer is what puts you on. Rapping, you have to write your own lyrics to show people that you have a skill in order to be considered a rapper. If you can't do that, we don't want you. Hip-hop don't want you. But now, hip-hop is like making it okay for these rappers to do just that. And I don't understand why they feel as though they need to or should do that. And they're allowing Cardi to get away with so many, uh, so much stuff. And it's just, it's sad to see. Really but you want to know why? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You want to know why? <clears throat> I feel like they always use the Beyonce card. Why? Because and everyone dies in the industry. Everything like Beyonce, that girl, she is the goat. She is an epitome of an artist, especially of this day and age. Like she's gonna go down as one of the best. And even your favorite from back in the day Michael Jackson didn't write all his songs he did right but it's the fact that he brought all those songs to life he, he made it seem like oh damn I feel every word that he or she or whatever artist is singing but especially for Beyonce because she's so perfect they have to try to find one thing is to discredit her especially her being a black woman she's so perfect she does this that and it's all perfect but she don't write her shit no she's too big to write her shit okay. she don't got time but at the end of the day she wrote a majority of the songs from Dusty Child Right. Let's not forget that. Let's not let's like let's not act like she don't put a a pen to the paper. She might not write the whole song, but she's writing some of them. Right. She's telling you exactly how the fuck she feels, and I, the words are not coming out right in her voice. And then she's gonna okay. I need some help. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> that's it. And that's def- definitely like there's mad. There's a lot of great songwriters like. Miss Elliot wrote for a lot of people, helped a lot of people's career. Right. Definitely. But then I do buy 
I definitely value the people who actually do right. Mm-hmm. Like, I value that, especially for R&B. Since we want to get into the R&B tip, R&B I feel is it's not completely dead, but I do feel like they want it for white people. They're okay with white people singing our songs. Right. And as a genre, we have to take it back. Mm-hmm. We can't just be a few people, like just June's Diary, who is a wonderful R&B group that's not getting paid, and they're not they're getting paid us. Right. Because no one's listening to talent. They are vocally one of the best groups I've ever heard, period. Right. Yeah, I, I, I like them. I like them a lot. But they're not paying attention to them, and it's sad. It's sad that Kelly left them the way they did. It's sad that no one's picking them up. I understand like groups is a lot, but the talent is going to is going to sell. Just like K. Michelle, K. Michelle can't hold the whole genre by themselves by herself. She's like the only real R and B girl right now. Besides, besides Keisha Cole, whenever she decides to make an album, and besides Mary. Whenever she decides to make an album, but see, even with that, like when when it comes to R and B, like let's say Mary Kay and um and um who was the other person you just called? Keisha. Yeah, Keisha Cole. All right. So with those three people that was within our generation. Or, you know, your generation. Well, I'm still considered part of your generation, too. We just was, like, the next people under. But, you know, we we appreciated that, that moment that they all gave when they first came out. Absolutely. Mary J. Blige is, like, the GOAT. Hands down. Like, Mary has overcome a lot of stuff. Personal musically everything like and she proved why she's um the soul hip hop queen right now she right Keisha Cole came along I think she yeah she came before K Michelle Keisha Cole came yeah. along Keisha Cole debut album that was a great album and she proved that she could do R&B but still keep it like that hood ratchet you know type level but people understood it and people still could gravitate to it because they understood her story and then Michelle came along and she did the same thing Mm -hmm. and we appreciated that because we grew up on that now this generation now isn't going to relate to what Mary, Keisha, and Kay is doing because but Kay still technically would be in their generation. In this generation she's still now? I would consider her in this generation now because she's still newer. She just, but, like, she's about to be on her first album, but she hasn't, it's been consecutive. I mean, yeah, but so, I'm saying at the age limit, like, these 16 year olds, 14 year olds, now isn't going to go back and listen to K. Michelle. Like, they're not going to go to Rebellious Soul album and be like, oh my gosh, I can relate to this. They're going to go to somebody like, let me, somebody like Queen Naja. 
they're going to go okay. to somebody like her and be like, oh my gosh, I can relate. Even though her and K. Michelle could be talking about the same thing, but they're going to go to Queen Naja because it's more, it's to them, it's more simple to understand mm-hmm. the direction that she's going with the song. Even though her and K. Michelle is thinking about the exact same thing, just in a hmm. different tone or a different way, using different notes, but they'll jump the Queen Naja before they do K. Michelle. And the same thing for, for Keisha Cole or Mary J. Blige. Like, they they don't understand when it comes to R&B, the content. And I think that kind of what messes up older R&B singers, too, because now it's like they're a part of the music industry. They're a part of the whole music world and creating albums and different things. But now, because times have changed, as well as the music and and these labels and everything, you know, accepting them, is now they have to figure out who their target audience, audience is going to be. They got to figure out who's going to gravitate to what they put out and will they appreciate it. If Usher was to try to drop an album now, people from our generation and older is going to listen to it quicker than this generation who would run to Queen Naja. They would jump to that first. And I I can bet money that these 14 to like 16 year olds, you know, people now who would run to Queen Naja, the only song that they probably really know by Usher is, yeah, Confessions Part 2, they, you got it bad, and uh, burn. Those probably the only four songs that they really know word for word by Usher before they know a whole album. And the only way that they would actually know this whole album is if their parents still listen to it, or you know, as they were growing up. They would hear their parents listening to it maybe on a car ride or while they clean in the house. You know, just certain things. You have some people that's part of this younger generation who actually, you know, is in tune with certain things, but some of them they're not. And that's because they go toward the Queen Nauseas or, um, you know, they, they that's the only thing that they can really understand. So anybody who's in her bracket or, you know, that's just a part of this whole new twist on how they project R&B. That's what they're going to run to. I think it's kind of corny, but that's how it is. Because music has changed a lot for the R&B and rap community. But I feel like we hopefully can get the essence back within music, within artistry, within rap, within this music in general. Because I feel like They've been putting on some great pieces of music this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so happy to really see that rap is hopefully is, is, is becoming rap again. And for the R&B people, like, for the pop girls, like, they're putting out some good music, which is, like, music. Like, I feel like it's not bubblegum. It's not some whack-ass stuff that you're just trying to put together. Like, I feel like they're really trying to worry about body the work you can Right. Yeah, I, I I do have hope for hip hop. I think that it could change eventually. 
Um, I just think that it's kind of going to take time. But my whole theory was, I feel like all of the OGs, the ones that's really versatile and that could actually, you know, do it. And pretty much anybody could do it. They put their mind to it. But the ones that we're pretty much familiar with who is versatile or could, you know, just do certain things. They need to hop on this wave. Show them that they could do it better than the ones that's on it. And re like redirect that wave back to what it's supposed to be. And that's just true hip. So she did that on Queen. And like y'all, I guess did you know what I would want her to say relevant. And then Sally thought she tried that, she tried that, she gave you bars and nothing happened. Like I don't understand what exactly I want from her. But then it's the whole aspect of like you giving this new check, everything that I was supposed to get. And like I'm forgetting that I I opened the doors for this new check. I'm opening the doors for a lot of things in this industry for it to work the way it works now. But even that's what she's But I feel like even But I'm happy that But I'm happy that with her and with everyone else, like I I'm happy that with especially with the Chantal one. She's showing you, like, I'm happy. I'm a man, and I'm happy, and I'm keeping to show my emotions. I don't sell drugs. I don't do none of that. I can be, I can act, act naked. I can act ghetto or whatever or ratchet, or I can turn up if I need to, but this is the place I'm at right now. And I'm happy that <clears throat> he was able to display that. Just like with Nikki now, like, she's having fun. Like, she's rapping, she's giving you bars, she's just giving you flows, giving you entendres that, you know, go over people's heads. Like, it, it never fails. Everyone listens to Nikki, a Nikki um, feature or verse or whatever, and then they just dissect what's on the surface. They don't really go in like, oh shit, she really said that. Oh shit, it's this. Oh shit, is that like, she's so clever and, and colorful with her words, mm-hmm. and it just goes over people's heads. Right. And, and it's sad that people don't even give her the time of day. Let's get into that whole Jermaine Dupree thing. What do you think about him saying that all female rappers currently, basically, are stripper rappers? Um, I think that basically he was just referring to Cardi and didn't want to call her name out. He didn't want to keep it a bug. He wasn't being straightforward. And that's just what it is. None of these other female rappers were strippers. Not to my knowledge. Except Cardi. But I don't... Eve is, Eve is, Eve is a stripper. Yeah, but Eve... At this point, but she don't even count. I don't feel like... Who? I said, yeah, Eve was a stripper. I said, but at this point, she don't even count. Because Eve got this thing where she'll put out an album, I mean, a single or whatever, and disappear for three to four years and come back with another one. And even then, beforehand... Eve, Eve was she was writing her stuff she was rapping and she was killing it way better than Cardi and before stripping became the norm or okay when Cardi came in before that Eve being a stripper nobody everybody knew that Eve was a stripper but nobody looked at that as much as they do now when it comes to Cardi they still right. don't even include Eve in that in that category when it comes to stripping. You know, of course, the people would who knows about it, but to just be like, oh, strippers rapping now, Cardi. They don't ever call Eve name. 
They only call Cardi that because it's more up to the surface. Right. But I don't feel like he was necessarily saying only rap, only strippers rap. I feel like I guess he was, in a way, talking about the contact that they rap about. But then to me, like, yeah, they might rap about the person, how good it is. They might rap about getting bands for men. But then men rap about, like, most men, I'm not saying all men, but most rappers, male rappers, they talk about the same stuff, sex, drug, and money. So how is that much different than what women are talking about? Every man. I like I'll give I'll give Cardi the credit for talking on it because she made it. She she was like there's dope rappers who don't there's dope female rappers who don't rap about they pussy at all. But y'all don't pay y'all don't pay them any mind at all. But to me, and even when I tried to switch it up, and even when I tried to switch it up, it was like on the be careful song. Y'all didn't even want to y'all didn't even want to listen to that. Because y'all were like, huh? You're not talking about your pussy? I don't want to listen to it. So sex is definitely prevalent in the female community, which is which sucks. Right. Especially trying to put Nikki in and I'm like, yeah, Nikki talks about her pussy, but she does not talk about her pussy in any song. Y'all just overlook the songs that she talks about, that she doesn't talk about her pussy, which is sad, which is like a lot of female artists who talk about other shit than sex, but gets overlooked. Yeah, but even with that, like, I still, first of all, me personally, I don't even think that Cardi even listened to the artist that she named. Um, hmm. I think that she just named them because they freestyle on a beat cool. or a song that she possibly been on. Like Chica, for an example, she didn't even know how to pronounce her name and she went by uh-huh. her username, but she knew that this girl yeah. name was Chica. Second, Chica, Chica is so dumb. Yeah, she really is. And she freestyled so off of um, clout and money. And I felt like that was the only reason that Cardi, you know, mentioned her name. Yeah, Same for Tierra uh-huh. Beck. Um, I think that she uh, freestyled off of clout. But I, I could be wrong. But I feel like, you know, she just named them because they, like, did something that was in relation to her. But I don't think that she really was checking for these people. I mean, she did admit that, you know, she she raps about the same thing. She don't care about it. But at the end of the day, I felt like Jermaine Dupree, I feel like I understood the direction that he was trying to go with what he was trying to say. He just said it incorrectly. And the way that he said Absolutely. it, he made it seem like it's all women. And all the women pretty much took offense to it. And he tried to like backpedal and be like oh I'm doing a female cypher but nobody wants that you can keep that nobody wants to do a female cypher because clearly these women don't do rap about it. like they do all of this other no because a lot of these girls can't rap huh um, for one I feel like one it was better for you for us to do a female cypher so we're not trying to give you that that credit or anything like that and then secondly, a lot of these females is not going to rap. Because they can't write, they can't freestyle, they can't do any of that. So it's, it's, it's not going to be that many people who's going to be available to do that. Exactly. Like, nobody, first of all, nobody's about to join it. If anything, it'll be people who like, they actually overlook. It'll be people yeah. they actually overlook who join the cypher. But at the end of the day, like, his statement was corny and even Trina said the exact same thing that I said like 
you he just his delivery was wrong like that was just the bottom line and i understand you know the direction that he was trying to take the question he just didn't do it right but all rappers male and female pretty much raps about the same thing because it's kind of the rule in the industry if you're under a label or if you just in the industry period and you want to be you know um relevant or taken seriously or whatever you have to sell what they want you to sell otherwise you don't have no play so that's why again i don't even understand where he came from with that whole statement but i understood what he meant when he like try to make it seem like it was the mainstream but he shouldn't have just singled out females he should have added males and females because they all they all have to sell sex in order to be relevant and that was ever since the 90s but they made selling sex more so do you feel like it's more sexualized now yeah they have to like Kim and Fox even before Kim and Fox, Salt and Pepper, all of them were selling sex. MC Light, they were selling sex. Kim and Fox did it more openly. And then as time progressed, yeah, as time progressed, they made selling, when Nikki came out, they tried to make selling sex even more open. But Nikki, you know, she was known for her bars. It wasn't the whole sex appeal first. It was the bars. Then the sex appeal came. Then, you know, of course more but because Nikki and her natural beauty and you know she got whatever enhancements that she got cool that's fine she can do what she want to do but she always had that natural beauty look so because of that they wanted everybody to match Nikki's look so they felt like alright you got to match Nikki's look you got to match her sex appeal and if you don't you just won't get no plate so they sex appeal had to step up and if they didn't step it up then they wouldn't get no plate and now I think that's just how it is sex appeal got really big now because Nikki and she didn't even step out there and say this is what I'm gonna do in order for females to be on no it's just she can't help how she look if god made her that way then fine she's pretty she got her enhancements and people want the females on their labels to look like her and it's the label's fault it ain't nikki fault it's the label's fault that they want these females to sell as much sex as they feel they should to match nikki it shouldn't even have to be about that. It's, it's supposed to be about hip-hop and I know a lot of people probably gonna listen to this and be like, you know, that makes sense. But really, that's it. That's just the truth. Like, you cannot sit here and match somebody's or tell the person on your label that they got to match this person's sex appeal or their whole look in order to be relevant. And that's what it is. Nobody is talking about the bars. Nobody is talking about um, longevity. None of that. The only thing they worried about is selling the sex and making it more open than the person who set the standard. And and she didn't even set the standard when it came to sex appeal. She sold sex Mm -hmm. like the industry wanted her to, but she also gave bars and gave a paint print. We ain't even gonna say a blueprint, a paint print for these girls to follow. Yet they still go about what their label is telling them. And that's just the bottom line with it. 
and to me, like for female rappers, it's like Kevin Barnes is a plus. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. Like for men, you have to have bars. Like that's that's your main thing. You can look as sloppy as you want to. Definitely. Um, it don't motherfucking matter. Mm-hmm. Like look at the Kodak Black, the fucking mask. Like to me, I'm confused with that. That's why I get some some dope chick. I I don't know her name up here. Who wears a mask? Because it's like it's not about the look. It's about my bars. Like you're not gonna put me in a box to then judge me right. like you do every other week. Exactly. Which is unfair. It should be about the bars, mm-hmm. but then it's not. Like Remy. Remy is she's dope, but she cannot get out of the nineties. She can't get out of the get out of the battle rap aspect. Right. If she could, she would be she she would be a threat. But since you can't get out of that aspect, you're not. Like Kim was Kim is no. But she can't get out of she can't remain relevant without using auto tune. Right. But she think people nowadays wanna to listen to auto tunes and we don't. A lot of artists nowadays don't use auto tunes. So maybe she didn't get the memo. I don't know. Right. Trina, she's happy being who she is. Like she's the baddest, but she stays in her own lane. She's not trying to be like these other girls. She's not trying to rap like these other girls. She's just comfortable with being her. Right. And that's dope. You got young. What you got, young M.A. She's a dope rapper, but I don't know why or what happened with her being. Like she had a hit song, but she's not wearing. I think she should be. Mm-hmm. She's not full of conversation. Like, all the dolls, like... Yeah. I feel like they're all the same. I feel like there's nothing different about any any one of them besides their name. Exactly. But even in Young Young right. Made Defense, I think that she kind of... That she gets the recognition that she's supposed to get because the sex appeal, like I was stating before... The sex appeal that they want isn't female. For her. Yeah, it, she's she's more, she give off this masculine persona that most straight males want to gravitate to. Me personally, being a straight male, I don't go to young M.A. and be like, oh my gosh, I can relate to her because she likes the same thing that I like. That's not why I listen to her. I listen to her because she's a good lyricist like she's she's really dope when it comes to hip-hop so with all of that being said that's pretty much why they don't give her the recognition that she deserves they only bring her name up when nikki is being praised for the bars that she spit and they be like oh my gosh younger making spit better than her okay so then why aren't y'all supporting her as much as y'all supposed to if she's all a dope the time rapper, all the time they do that. Especially like when what like the last thing that they did was with the Balbiano remix, right? Mm-hmm. Who? Younger May? And Nikki. And Nikki killed it. And then as soon as Younger May did it, like, oh my gosh, Younger Younger May killed it, just had a third. And Younger May was cute. But I still like Nikki's version better. Right. Like I'm not gonna discredit what Younger May brought to the table because it was dope. But Nikki still spit better. Like no one, no female is doing what Nikki does. No female can rap how Nikki, how Nikki raps, can deliver how Nikki delivers. Mm-hmm. Just like in terms of like the singing aspect, you might 
have a deeper voice than Beyonce. You might be able to hit a higher note than Beyonce, but you're not vocally beating her at all. Right. And we're not even going to go into the whole performance aspect, but vocally, you're not you're not killing her. Her runs is crazy. Her harmonies is crazy. Her voice is just so rich and just so it's everything. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. <laughs> um, it was. But Jermaine Dupree, he definitely he missed the mark with his comment, mm-hmm. and it's sad, especially because you brought up the brat and quite other cap. I heard that he might have helped her write. Right. So it's like, but, come but, on. I can't say that I feel like he helped her right because I'm not saying everything. Yeah, but, but even even he, he, he had. Mm, I don't think so because he's <clears throat> like the brand has this whole different style when it comes to rapping, and I mean he's. Their loyalty toward each other is like really dope, I think. And, and mm-hmm. you know, he pretty much put her on. Writing wise, I don't think that you know he ever wrote for her or helped her write. He might have him being a producer, he might have gave her pointers or different things like that. But to actually write it, no, I don't think so. Um okay. I feel like the Brad was in the same situation with Young and Me because she was, you know, that whole tomboyish, you know, rapper. But and and they even they even tried with the brat telling her that she, you know she had to do sex appeal and all this other stuff. And when she tried That's and they did it in her videos, they still didn't gravitate to it. And I guess that was because they felt like she didn't sell it good enough as Kim and Fox and you know other people who may have been doing it during that time. So it's just you know. The industry is just full of it sometimes when it comes to certain people. And I think that, I, I don't know, part of me feels like, you know, they're going to want them to sex. But eventually, I think this whole selling sex objective is going to, like, go out the window. And it's going to be like, okay, you can, can you be say? a rapper, <laughs> but, you know, of course you got to sell sex. But also, can you say? make us more money. Can you rap? Huh? Right. Like, can you speak? Can you rap? Like, yeah, what else can you do yeah, besides something? Exactly. I think it's going to Like, change. and it's funny how Cardi did not do a side free hat. Mm-hmm. She didn't go on nowhere in the freestyle, but everyone's okay with that. And to big up Meg, like, Meg, that, that's what she loves for. Like, she always went to every radio station and spit in something. Right. Like, that's the essence of rap. Like, she studied it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? What did you think about that live that Nicki and Meg did? Um, I think it was kind of. Do you feel like it's something that we can look forward to? Do you like what? What are your thoughts? I mean, really, I, I didn't think too much into it. I just thought that it was a, a genuine moment. <laughs> um, I just think that Nicki pretty much gave her pointers on being, you know in this industry, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to making albums. Um, I just think that they just had this like general, genuine connection on the live, and I mean, I think it was dope. Uh, an OG rapper talking to an upcoming rapper, you know, not saying that they probably haven't talked, 
you know, in the, in, you know, prior to that, but, you know, just for everybody to see it, I think that it was dope being that they feel like Nikki don't ever talk to the upcoming rappers, which it's been proven that she has, or even, you know, been around them. Clearly, she just shouted them out on Instagram. But, you know, I think it was kind of dope so that people could actually see that, you know, she's actually out here conversing with these these upcoming artists. And that's all I pretty much thought about it, um, you know, with the whole thing. I think it was kind of dope that she, you know, insinuated that she wanted Nicki to be on her album. But, I mean, fingers crossed, it may happen, it may not. You know, timing is everything. But I think if she doesn't be on the album, it would it would just you know, keep going because like I say timing is everything but I think it was kind of dope that they was on live together that's pretty much as far as I thought about it I just thought that it was genuine I was here for it like I felt like it was genuine like even a lot of people I'm quite sure you know this was trying to get at Meg because she never basically said Nikki was her top five but she was fangirling and being like the biggest fan online right but then it's like I get what you're saying but then just cause you're not my top five doesn't mean I can't love you right that doesn't mean that you're not my top ten like I love you but that doesn't mean that I loved every part or every time that you did like make is like not a hood rapper but a hoodish rapper. That's why I felt like it was safe to say why she picked the people that she picked in her top five. Right. But then, excluding Nick, excluding Messi, because Messi just out of out of this world. You can't deny. You can't. Ha- you can't not have her in the top five. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she's playing safe by adding herself. Like I felt like she wanted to add Nikki, but then I felt like so her being new and so her you know, being in this industry. Right. And I guess what they're doing to Nikki, I don't know if they necessarily wanted, I don't know if she was really ready to add her specifically, but we already know what it is. And that's why Nikki was never mad because she already knows what it is. Like, you love me, I already, I'm aware, mm-hmm. so it's okay, there's no hard feelings. Exactly. Type of situation. And I definitely feel like something's gonna come. I don't feel like I feel like Nikki is definitely watching her, just trying to read her. Because this is what I guess we all wanted from Cardi and we didn't fully get type of situation. But this is actually genuine. Like, if that happened with Cardi, I don't think it would have been real. Right. Not why never happened. Like, we had, like, they had several chances to make it right with the whole hotel situation, talking to them in the time of time. And all the other conversations that they had, but Cardi's just being Cardi. Exactly. But with this, like Meg is hungry. Meg respects Nikki and respects her pen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy to see what they bring to the table. Like whether they bring something old from Nikki, like an old Nikki B, and they just kill it and do a little freestyle, do a video, whatever they do. I feel like it's gonna be great for hip hop, and it's just gonna be, it's gonna be wonderful thing to do. Right. Do you feel like Nikki and Kim would ever get on the same page and at least do one more? No. Or have the conversation? 
It's out the conversation. It's out the conversation. Because yep. we already, it's already been proven the bitterness that Kim has, and I don't think that it's ever going to change. She might be like, "Oh well, God bless her. You know, I wish her the best. All this other stuff." And she can say that, but you can't really sit and say, well, I truly believe that she means God bless her. But at the end of the day, um, Kim hasn't moved on from it. She's self-centered and she's bitter and she's never going to get over what happened. And of course, she's going to make it seem like, well, it was something that Nikki did. But I just think that she wasn't a good sport. She was challenged. She got challenged and Nikki did what she had to do and she came out on top and she don't like it so because Nikki is successful it's just not going to happen and that's what I love what Nikki said on the radio when they were like what did they want you to do they wanted me to fail mm-hmm. that's exactly and she has a yeah. exactly. she might have been awakened she might have stumbled with this whole Cardi B and the whole industry hate train stuff but she never failed and it's sad that a lot of people besides like and then wonder why she doesn't talk or deal with the OGs but all of the OGs for the most part took him aside mm-hmm. even though Kim wasn't even fucking with you also you won't support this girl who's killing up the female rap who's bringing the fucking female rap back on the mat who's opening doors for a lot of other people to make music and stream the way they do and get paid the way they do. Because if it was not for Nikki, there would be no party. Mm-hmm. You can't say that about Nikki Kim. Kim and Nikki will still be around. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Without Nikki, there would be no party. You will not be streaming. There will be there won't be a lot of artists who's streaming now, who's making money now, would not be here. If it, if it wasn't for Nikki, period, a lot of the older artists, as well as the new artists, wouldn't be around. And I think that it's kind of corny that Kim, really, and her fans, and as well as Cardi fans and Remy fans, they all pushed this, the, the narrative further, saying that, oh, Kim did this, Kim created this, she did that. But yeah, Kim might have did stuff fashion-wise or, you know, set fashion statements, but when it came to music, nobody really speaks on that. They speak on it for when she was in her prime. That's it. But anything else, they go to her fashion. And when Nikki came along and she did everything and fought for the streaming rights and all of that other stuff, if she didn't fight for streaming rights and and she just basically stayed, you know, the artist true to herself and getting sales and different things like that. If Kim, Remy, um, Missy, um, MC Light, anybody from that era, even the men, if they tried to make music and they didn't have a strong foundation within their stand um, or fan base, um, they wouldn't have been selling nothing. But Nicki went in the streaming rights and everything caused them to be able to put out music and people would still stream it and keep them relevant in a sense. But they don't they don't want to appreciate that Nikki actually opened doors for people or, you know, did different things because they wanted her to fail years ago. They didn't expect for her to, to last this long. And she's going to continue to last long until she says she's finished. 
That's just it. Until she's ready to sit down. Exactly. She'll sit down. <laughs> exactly. Who the fuck you thought was sitting in my chair? Okay. Or taking my chair. <laughs> <laughs> no Grammy, but she's still the GOAT. They got to understand that. <laughs> they got to get with the program. Back when I was Fendi. <laughs> now I'm wearing Fendi. Come on. Right. You know she a brand. <laughs> Nikki is a brand. Nikki is a staple. They got they got to respect it the same way they respect the men, the same way they respect Jay Z, Eminem, freaking Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, all of them for stuff that they probably did for the culture. They got to respect Nikki too. If they can respect Kim, not- if they can respect MC Light, if they can respect um Eve, all of them. If they can respect them. They can respect Nikki too. Nikki is the last goat, though. I agree because right now, and that's for most of these females that's rapping now. I I got hope in a, a in a good bit of them. Well, not a good bit, but you know, a handful. But I just I'm waiting to see what they could show. You know, to see whether they would continue to carry the torch. But right now. I think hip hop, you know, I got hope for it. It may change. Like I'm, I'm hoping for Megan, but at this point, yeah, Nikki's the last one. And it's crazy that now the OGs respect me. Some of the newbies respect me too, but it's just a certain amount who just be like, nah, fuck her. Right? Because you, why? Because you listen to Kim? Oh, because Kim's up your ass. Because Kim need a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, you're not going to put Kim on your record. Right. Make that make And how is Nikki still in her prime 12 years in and she's still on features, but yet no one's featuring Cardi. But she's that, but she's the new hot girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm confused. Like, I'm like even Meg is getting more, more features than you. Exactly. Why? Why? Because... Meg writes her rocks. She's a she's a rapper. And I think Cardi knows that. That's why she probably prolonging, you know, her putting out the second album. Because you know that that number two, that that's when we really know if you if you're here to stay or not. Exactly. So she's gonna try to get that together and then we still don't know if you're gonna be in jail or not. We don't know if you're about to get locked up. Right. And if you're locked up, that's a done deal. Your career is done. Mm-hmm. And you would have just done what you did, and then people would have realized it later, years later, they're like, oh, you really gave this go that? You really gave her number one? You really gave her a Grammy? You really gave her album of the year? The second black woman to get that after Beyonce? Really? It's hmm. sad. Okay. <laughs> I definitely yeah. agree. I'm the Say that again. Because Nikki's not going nowhere. She's not going to stop rapping. She's not going to start giving you bars and metaphors and everything that she's about. But y'all have to right. be willing to accept it. And at this point, I don't really think she's... I don't think she ever chased her number one. She's happy that she got 103, 104 entries on the Billboard 100s. That's more than enough than the number one. 
that means I've been on there 100, 103 times. More than you can ever fucking imagine. So fuck your number one. And the whole Grammy situation, like, you already know why I don't have Grammy. Because she should have got one solely, and she should have got one. Not for nothing with Ariana Grande and Jesse J for Bang Bang. That should have been, that should have got a Grammy. But because she was tied to that song, they didn't get one. And I, I'm wholeheartedly feel that's what, that's why. Yeah. And yeah. album-wise, she, I, like, if, if it wasn't the hate train, she would've got one for pain. She would've, I, honestly, I thought like she would've got one for every album. But if I decided yeah. to pick an album, it would either be Queen or Pink Friday. I think I think Pink Prince and Queen would have got one, and I felt like Pink Friday would have got one too. Um, she probably would have got a Grammy from um, the Reup or Roman Reloaded, you know, a couple of songs off of there or whatever. And they probably would have gave it for the, the whole album too. You just never know. But like you say, the hate train kind of like just overshadowed that and you know that guy doing what he did and just being messy it just messed up a whole lot but regardless of that she still proved that she could be a legend so I'm, I'm appreciative of it I like it like I'm here for it now because you're awakening you're making her more hungry now she better get her, get her back and that's what we, that's anything that's what we wanted. Exactly. Because she was comfortable for a while. I'm not, I'm not even going to fight. But y'all want to, y'all want to act like I ain't do this? Okay. I got you. Let me make some more like Right. Just I ain't do it, right? Exactly. <laughs> I definitely agree. But. I think we did pretty good. We touched on pretty much every topic and then some. This was a good episode. I definitely, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. And I thank you for being a part of it. Um, I'll try to have it up sometime this week. I'm going to have to do some editing, but I'll definitely let you know when I put it up. Okay. All right, but thank you for being a part of D-Lo Speaks episode 11, and I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you. All right.